Hello, welcome to For the Lord. This is Roger coming to you on Wednesday, the 8th. Oh, sorry, the 19th of September. We've actually got a great show lined up for you folks. Now, if you were listening a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned that this is actually our anniversary episode. We've been doing this for nine years. So, boys, first and foremost, congratulations on nine years. It's been a hell of a ride. We've had a ton of fun. Wouldn't change it for anything. I didn't crash it. I didn't ruin the show. I was you talking tries. to Vince I did and try. Joe. <laughs> I was terrified. Oh, Marty. That the song you were about to play was me singing. Because <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't put it past you. That's, that's you know, the exit. Queued up somewhere. <laughs> I've got a queued for the exit. Now, we've also got tonight some of the folks that have actually joined us over the years and are now related to some of, <laughs> some of the people here, too. So we got, first and foremost, Tart Darling, thank you very much for being here, honey. Oh, thank you for having me. We've also got Allie, a regular on our For the Loop campaign, who is Vince's significant other and more intelligent partner. Oh, thank you. Glad finally someone noticed. <laughs> oh, honey, we noticed right away. <laughs> okay. We've also got Nutjob, who's been with noticed us a couple what? of times. Chestnut, great to have you back again. I'm being with you guys. I'm glad you asked me. And we've actually got, because it is also my 10th anniversary podcasting, so I brought back Sean, who's been with us on this podcast, but most folks would remember him from the first podcast I did, which was Buddha's Barton Grill, as well as Wow Dogs. He was with me as well. So, Sean, great to have you here, man. Thanks for having me. So this is going to be basically, well, we might touch on some other stuff later on, but for the most part, we're going to try to stick with just Nintendo. Let's just have fun. In a lot of cases, a Nintendo console happens to be the first console for a lot of people. I know that us, for our kids, it was the uh, the Super Nintendo was their first console, and then thereafter the, the 64 and the DSs and, and whatnot. But it is something that I've seen in our kids, and then I remember from the ones that, well, the Nintendo that I had previously and whatnot. So we're going to touch on the Nintendo Direct that happened last week, just to go over some of the stuff that they announced and what we might be excited looking forward. And then again, just shoot the shit about some of our favorite moments in Nintendo games and different things like that. So let's start off with the Direct. It was funny because I was watching on Twitter. Oh, shit, I can't remember if it was Mocha or if it was somebody else who mentioned, I think it was Dan, actually, who was saying that uh, a comment about you wouldn't really expect 3DS games to be announced, but we got some. So we got uh, Kirby's Extra Yarn. Yarn. We got, uh, what else? Uh, the Luigi's Mansion and some more yokai watch the original luigi's mansion being remade for the ds like i guess i should specify because luigi's mansion was double parts of that to the direct (laughs) explain wait what do you mean so there's been two luigi's mansions games there was luigi's mansion the original game and then the sequel which came out for the ds so the one that's being put out now is a remake of the original game. Oh, I thought that was the three that was going to be coming out on the DS as well as on no. the, the Switch. Nope. Oh, okay. Three, the three is only going to be for the Switch. Okay. Clearly, I wasn't paying attention enough. No, it was nice. kind of confusing. So. It's also nice to have converse, confirmation that Luigi is not actually dead. Well, we don't know that f- yet yeah. because it opened up with the same sequence from the, the Smash thing. 
by the end of it, he may be a ghost. You don't know. Or he may have been dead all along. It could have like just I, one of those sequences. He's <laughs> mansion. M. Night Shyamalan is directing <laughs> Luigi's Mansion. Oh, no, fuck that. I wouldn't buy the game then. Fuck that shit. He was dead all along. And the Yokai Watch as well, which might be something that somebody... It's one of those games that, again, I, I would like to get into, but there's always a fucking Pokemon game around the corner, or that Temtem game is going to be coming out as well soon. So I, I don't know that I'll be playing this. I don't know if any of you are going to be. I probably will. I'm currently on a bit of a phase of Pokemon Tamagotchi, so I feel like Yokai Watch would be up that alley. So it is something I consider. And that Tamtam game I want. Dude, that Temtem game looks a uh, fucking amazing. I I don't know if you backed it. I actually backed it because I really, I want it. I did not back it, but I am considering it. I, Without a doubt, after this Nintendo Direct, we have to get a Switch. There's just no question about it. Yeah, let's jump into the stuff that they did announce for the Switch. We can we can gloss right the fuck over the Switch Online bullshit. I we've already talked about it. There's really not a lot to it at all. I don't know if either of you did the um there was a firmware update to put us up to six yesterday, which preps for this. I, I installed it, no big deal. And I, I downloaded the app, the iOS app for for it that they make such a big deal about it you open the fucking app after you log in and it's a red and black screen with splatoon 2 because that's the only fucking supported game right now for voice and you can only (laughs) use the voice stuff while you're grouped up in a game you can't just use it like discord like we're doing now but it's like legitimately the fucking screen is empty there's fuck all you can do in the app I mean, fuck if I'm going to install it because I don't have Splatoon 2 and I'm not going to get it anytime soon. But yeah, though, that's and, and that's the thing. Like, that's been a thing for a while because in order to use voice chat in Splatoon, you've always had to use an app. This is nothing special. So looking at the, uh, the stuff that they announced for Switch, I'm literally just going off of what's on their site right now. Uh, so I'm not going to go too much into detail into everything. But they did talk about Splatoon 2 again. Is... Is anybody here right now playing Splatoon 2? I don't have a Switch, so no. Nope. If I had a Switch, I'd probably play it, yeah. I've considered picking it up when it's on sale, but it's never been a sale good enough to warrant me picking it up. Because if I'm going to play that quote-unquote type of game, which there's not a lot of squid painting games, certainly, I'll admit, but if I was going to play that kind of co-op game i'm much more apt to bounce into overwatch or something like that so i i would probably i probably will pick it up at some point this actually was a damn good trailer i liked what i saw it looks really cool it's just again i i haven't bothered picking it up yet joe are you still excited about that tennis aces game not anymore not not since it released because it the single player mode is weird and short and it really pushes the play online against other people aspect, which is okay. But one of the fun things about Mario tennis and and the Mario games in general, for me, when they're the sports games, were always the single player campaigns, like even a Mario Kart, like doing the single player, like you versus the computer at higher difficulties is fun. And there's a lot of stuff to do. Tart can tell you all about that. I'm certain. Uh, And that used to be like that with like Mario strikers and Mario aces or Mario tennis, not aces, but, this is just, I don't know, there's just not a lot there that's really dragging me. 
Anybody else actually looking forward to this one? I mean, yes, no. Nope. No. <laughs> I'm guessing. I that- thought it was cute, and I was like, ooh, it's a tennis game. I could get into that. But after hearing Joe be like, meh, I'll be like, meh. <laughs> uh, you, you get used to ignoring Joe. He's negative about a lot of things. But I like Joe, unlike you. <laughs> that That is a point in your favor. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah, good point. I, I love you. I love you. <laughs> I'm guessing you were excited about Blue Bomber, though, Joe. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, I've been going crazy playing all of the old Mega Man games again in preparation for 11. So I've been playing all of the original ones that came out in the Legacy Collection and now the X series just to get ready for this. And I've been watching the gameplay and getting ready and looking at the stages. And uh, I get what Capcom has actually been doing is certain news outlets. They've been releasing individual levels in their version of the game so they can see sort of how things work. And one of the things I love in platformers is movement. Like when the abilities that you get can affect your movement through a level and how you platform, that's my fucking jam. And what I'm seeing here is the powers you get from the robot masters can affect your fucking movement. It is glorious. We haven't had something like that in a long while in the Mega Man games. Uh, the only thing that they, I really hope they patch before it comes out is, uh, yeah, you don't stay in the air when you go through boss doors anymore if you jump which is just like, come on, guys. This is this is a thing. It's been a thing for, you know, 30 years. Let's go. When's that coming out again? Not soon enough. Hardly an answer, but I'll take it. October 2nd, 2018. And it is another reason to get a Switch. Like, like Joe, I, I was trying to play Mega Man last night and my Legacy Collection would not load. It was driving me absolutely bonkers. <laughs> Hold on now. Which is winning out, the Switch or the, the, the PS4? <laughs> Oh, God, don't even ask. Marty, I will make this decision for you. Buy a fucking PS4. Buy fucking Spider-Man. Play the fucking game. I will drive out to you so you can play the fucking Switch just so you buy a fucking PS4. Go. All right. Y'all heard it. You guys are coming to visit, and I'm going to take you to Pilsen, so let's do this. I will make him follow up on this. (laughs) Oh, wait. Party at Marty's house? Let's go. Party at... Shannon's away for the weekend. Party at my house. We're making Nashville hot chicken. And we're like, I don't know, getting drunk. I guess. I mean, you, you realize that we, we could have literally have a carpool between Vince, Allie, myself, and Tart, right? Yeah. I'm we're fine we're, with that. Doing the honey at Marty's house. Marty, like, y'all have to do a Thunderdome to see who gets the guest bedroom, but the couch easily sleeps two other people. So we're good. And people who get to play on the couch get to play Xbox all night. So it's a win, win, win. Just don't go and I'll sleep on the couch. I want it on that. I'm not allowed into your country. So, guest room, do I get the dogs? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Excellent. Shannon doesn't even know. Moving on. The they did announce that the new Super Mario Bros. U is coming to the Switch. Having played it, I kind of was of the mind. Why with Odyssey? I understand bringing back older ones, and and it was fine. It was good, but nothing compared to what we're seeing in Odyssey. Tart, did you play the? Uh, did you play that on the U? No. Joe, did you? Yeah, I own it. Um, I own all of the uh, Wii U Mario games. They're great. They're fun games, and I. But the thing is, like, them releasing some of these titles are not for people like me who have already bought and played the game. Yeah, yeah they're just for the people that never played them because they skipped the Wii U, which is a lot of people. <laughs> so like, see, 
the thing with this is, and I understand you're right. You're absolutely right. For me, the reason that I, I, I bring it up is because, and you'll be able to appreciate this, that fear and uh, of remembering them doing the same thing with the Nintendo, the Wii U, where they just kept rehashing same things instead of bringing out new first-person things. And I know that's not what's happening with the Switch, but there's still that knee-jerk reaction kind of thing if, to it. Yeah, and I, I totally get where you're coming from, and I would I would be afraid of that too if they hadn't already had a very strong showing yeah. and have already said, look, we have third-party developers actually wanting to develop shit for us now. We're going to get new games like, I'm okay with that. They can rehash their library all they want. I'm not going to be afraid anymore. So it is a good Super Mario game as well. It, it's. Um, I love the way you say Mario. I said Mario. I know. Fuck you, buddy. <laughs> it's <laughs> Mario. <laughs> Mario. Why is this different? It's not nobody a fucking. Else, nobody, else, nobody else pronounces that. The only people I know that say Mario are Canadians. Like, legit. M- that's Mary. Okay, you say Mario. Mario. Oh, you guys Mario. say Mario? Really? Yes. It's a yeah, Mario. Mario. Roger, it's have like, you never no, no, that, that's if you're doing a really horrible stereotypical Italian accent. Well, it's a me, a Mario. Like Italian family. It's Mario. Oh, for fuck's sake. Whatever. <laughs> the opening of Mario 64 is literally him saying, It's a me, Mario. Yes, in that stereotypical fucking horrible Italian accent that they're mocking. Okay. Like, he's an Italian plumber. It can't get any more fucking racist. But, if it's, <laughs> no, no, but it's not racist. Oh, it's yeah. accurate. It's yeah, accurate. Okay, anyways. Hey, oh, my God. I think it would be more accurate if he said something more with, like, a Brooklyn accent. Like, it's a me, a Mario. That's what I always got from. I got more of a New York dialect than I got of Natalia. It wasn't Brooklyn enough. No, what? <laughs> it wasn't Brooklyn. It wasn't from Jazzy. We need a hot dog. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Sean, you're not helping me here, brother. I'm busy laughing, but it is. It is, it is Mario. It's, just not, it's not Mario. Oh, fuck off, a lot Mario, of you. Oh my god! I mean, if Mario got that operation, then it'd be like, "Hey, it's Mary, yo!" <laughs> wow! <laughs> Holy shit! Just went there. I was not expecting that tonight. Thank you all. Can what we move on? Expecting tonight. I mean, in Paper Mario, he does wear a dress at one point. Remember Paper Mario? But you know, Mario's gender fluid confirmed. Let's move. Yep. Okay, so we can move on? Sure. Just checking in. Anyways. Sure, but I think we should move on. Katamari, does anybody care? Yes. Go. Oh my god, it is the only game I want. I want to switch so I can play Katamari. Because I regret the day I got rid of my PlayStation 2 because I can no longer play Katamari. And there are no other Katamari games for any other system that I can find. I'm so excited. <laughs> Isn't there a remake on the Vita, I thought? If you have a Vita. I don't know. There I haven't is. looked they, in the Vita store. I thought they, there was. They did, they did make one on the Vita. Finally. I can have both. There you go. Okay. I I really never played Katamari, so it didn't really matter to me. It was my favorite game because it's mindless and it's a time killer. Right. So it, it's good on, like, bad days. I I completely understand that. Okay. For the longest time, I kept pronouncing it as Calamari Damasi, and nobody corrected <laughs> oh, for me. for fuck's sake. 
until I saw the direct and I was like, oh shit, I've been way off. But I'm excited that people are excited about it. All right, Pokemon. Am I pronouncing that all right for all of you fucks? So far. Pokemon? Shut up. I know it's Pokemon. I was trying not to sound pretentious. <laughs> so <laughs> Trying not to? Shut up. Tart, how happy are you for this? Excited for this next Pokemon one? I honestly don't know much about it. Like, really? I put the hell out of Pokemon Go, but work has been kicking my ass lately, so right. I really haven't paid attention to anything other than when Joe's like, hey, look, this is a thing you like. I, if you like Pokemon, this, this is the kind of, of, um, it's not a leap forward, but it's enough of a move forward for them that I feel that it warrants actually buying the next fucking Pokemon. Because a lot of times it's the same goddamn thing. And it's, for me, I don't always feel it's worth getting every single iteration. But this really looks like it's doing a lot of things right and a lot of things a little bit differently while still hanging on to uh, like the core principles of what people love about the game. And finally, a Pokemon game that's going to look good as well. That's going to be fantastic. Well, I mean, I liked the one for the 3DS. The last one, um, I didn't have Ultra Sun and Moon, but I liked Sun and Moon. I liked X and Y. As Sun and Moon, Joe was saying, too, that he liked quite a bit. I, did, I really did. Like, Renee, Renee and I bought the, the pack that came with both games so we could each have one version and trade the Pokemon between us. But I really liked it because it was one of those games that actually tried to have story and not just like a go into the world and defeat the evil team rocket. Like there was actually like complicated characters and shit, which was weird, but it also makes sense since they announced that game freaks going to have a non Pokemon RPG coming out as well. So, yeah. Okay. And then moving on, they announced Diablo. It's coming to the switch Diablo three, of course. Um, I won't be picking it up. Because I actually have it for, well, I have it for the PC, clearly, but I bought it for the PS4. And while I did play it for a little while, I never really played it enough to warrant me buying it for the Switch. Which, I'm sure it'll look great on it. I'm sure it'll play fine. And if they make use of the touchscreen as well, that'd be fantastic. I don't know if they will or not, but that'd be great. But I, I don't know that I'll be picking it up again. I don't know if any of you are planning on to. I actually played a lot of the PS4 version right. back when that was the good version of Diablo 3 before they took all the good stuff from that game and added it into the PC version. Yeah. So I, I will say for anybody who's interested, I highly recommend the console version. It plays well. like it's It works, which you probably wouldn't expect for Diablo on a console, but it does. The only caveat is that couch co-op is a chore because only one person could be in the menus at a time yeah and i'm not going to pick it up for my console because i already have it for the pc but for me the important thing here and it's has nothing to do well it does and doesn't have anything to do directly with this game i've been watching the blizzard shop listings and kind of guessing what their big announcement is going to be this year and at the beginning of the year they started hiring for unannounced diablo project and then this got announced and the job listings are still for an unannounced Diablo project. And the ones for this, for mobile and console, are completely separate job listings that now actually say for console. So this just signified to me there's more Diablo news to come. And that got me excited. 
Yeah. I did not notice that, but yeah. But it's one of those two there. They have to be working on D4 and, and I hope so. I would hope pretty far into development at this point. They have to. I mean, they're not doing fuck all with D3 at this point other than putting it on other consoles like the PC versions of Seasons, the last few. There's been fuck all put in there except for a couple of avatars and shit. Nothing. Hell, I, I in the last one, I don't even think they had a pet. Mm, yeah. So, you know. See, for me, it was different. For me, it got me excited because, well, you mean so, so excited because it means that um, a Blizzard is going to be releasing games on this console now. So much in the same way that we got not just Diablo, but eventually Overwatch on the other consoles, that means that we will likely see Overwatch on this one. And that is something actually that I probably would consider getting again, because if they can handle the controls well enough, and I'm talking like destiny level good kind of thing then i would actually consider buying it on switch just to play it on the couch or wherever the fuck i am okay moving on what else do we got we got um new super mario party anybody care i actually like them sorry i really like i really like those games i think i think this would be a pickup for me honestly sorry Terry, you were saying oh no i was just saying that i'm the same way i like the mario party games and it would be something, so I know we haven't brought it up yet, but um, it's been a long-running joke that I'm really fucking good at Mario Kart. So there's very few Mario games that I can play, because if I play Mario Kart, no one will play me, <laughs> but people will play me with Mario Party. Can't confirm. I won't go anywhere near her when she's playing fucking Mario Kart. Challenge accepted. I would oh, play yeah. you. if there... <laughs> I, I You guys are taking it. your lives into your own fucking hands, let me tell Challenge. you. So, dude, Roger. dude, my 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 Xbox One goes vroom when I turn it on. I like racing oh. games. <laughs> okay, I'm not Roger. saying I'm gonna beat her. Tell, tell the story, Renee. I'm not again. I'm not gonna say. I'm not saying I'm gonna beat her. I'm just saying I'm up for the challenge. And if I lose, no problem. So, um, when was the last time you played like the N64 version of Mario Kart? The N64. Oh Jesus, man! Mm-hmm. Wow, that one. Because we've got it for, I don't have the Switch version. I've got the the uh, the Wii U version. So I haven't played it since I owned an N64, which was probably years ago. We were at a bar for trivia night, and they had an N64, and they had Mario Kart. So we start playing. I kicked everyone's ass so bad that no one in the bar would play me anymore. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I haven't played that version or any N64 thing in like 15 years. Well, I will play. Of course, I don't own the Switch. You own the Switch one, right? Yeah. I'm I'm waiting for a really good sale on that, and then I will pick it up. It's not worth it because, again, I've got it for the fucking Wii U. So, But I, I really would like to play it on the Switch. It's really pretty on the Switch. Going back to, yeah, yeah, I know. Going back to the uh, the Mario Party game, I'm curious with you guys. I mean, it, it works out in your favor because you both enjoy playing them. So presumably you play against each other as well. Or is it primarily your social game for when you have guests over? Both? Yeah, like both. Like it's one of those things where her and I can sit down and play it and it's a, it's a great time. Uh, but then we have friends over and I have more than enough controllers to link up to the system to play. So all of us can play and have a social thing where we're just sitting around goofing, goofing off, drinking beer or, 
wine or hard spirits or whatever you you want and kick back and relax and play the game and then not have to try to murder Tart because she beat us in Mario Kart. And see, for us, we've found that when we have everybody over, whereas Mario Kart will keep everybody seated and playing and having fun, the party games always people kind of drift off. So we've never been as partial to the party games as you guys have. That's fair. think the party games are bad i just feel that for myself the party games have a very monopoly-esque feel and i feel like many friendships will be broken there will be things thrown like i I can't play with my family because god forbid we screwed one of of each other over it would be bad news bears but that's just how i feel about it oh i got in a legit fight with my ex because i won a game of mario party it it happens <laughs> yeah, but it's so much fun game. when you're drunk because then you get it, you turn it into a drinking game. We haven't tried that. Oh, that makes it real fun. All right, Game Freak is also working on a new RPG, which again, going back to what we were saying, it's always great to see developers who are working on Switch games, Switch specific games as well. So we don't have a ton of details about this, but. Again, I, I'm looking forward to hearing anything that you have to say about that. Well, the concept is intriguing, right? Like, it all takes place in one town. You never leave the town. Yeah. That, that That's cool and weird all at the same time. It, it was enough to get me intrigued. Yeah. Well, it was a it was one of those things where when I was watching, I was thinking, okay, that's a clever idea. Whether they execute on it properly or not is going to depend on how well the writing is. But if if done well, then yeah, that could be fairly cool. I'll be the first to say I really love the art style that yes. they've shown so far, so far for it. I love that animated, kind of almost like a Studio Ghibli feel, but not. I'm excited about that one. Um, City Skylines, I doubt anybody really cares about that one. Nope. Meh. Nah. No. No. And then we've got this, what the hell is this? Demon Ex Machina? Or Damon? What is that? I don't know, but I saw the word mech. I thought it was Digimon. <laughs> a tale of blood and belief. And, oh, yeah, that's the one with the mech one. Yeah, I'm watching it. That's that's the one where you are piloting the mech and, and kind of bouncing around and, and doing... Uh, not space combat, but basically you're you're fighting in the air kind of thing, and you're in these giant mechs. Actually, it didn't look half bad. I I thought it looked pretty cool. I I would not assume that there's a lot of story in there, but if you like the 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 general principle of what's what you're doing, which is just kind of going around and fighting shit, it looked really pretty good. Actually, I I thought it looked great. And again, a Switch game where you're just sitting on your ass on the couch watching TV or whatever, this works for me, definitely. And it looks like it might have a little bit of a story as well. Hell, even a little skill system too, which is kind of cool. I mean, it just made me want virtual on. It kind of, a lot of things do that. It kind of reminds me of the old, what, PS2 games where they had the Neon Genesis ones. I think yeah, I know what you get to yeah, there was like a little bit of a plot, but it was mostly just, you know, giant mechs fighting in space, and I was down for that. And then they talked about some tabletop gaming coming to the Switch, which I'm going to just assume, Joe, you were pretty excited about that, too. I'm excited about lots of things on the Switch. 
But yeah, they were talking about different games too, like the card games, the Lord of the Rings card game, mm-hmm. and there was a couple of other what would be seen as again tabletop games or, or card games that are going to be coming that the infection one the the pandemic one also looks yes. interesting as well it's pandemic is my life i'm so excited for that one Amen. yes i have not been playing it clearly you have <laughs> it is my favorite board game like it is one of the first board games i ever played and i will always go back to it forbidden island is also good by the same people if you haven't played that one and um, I love co-op board games because you either all win or you all lose. <laughs> so, yeah, and that's one of the things I really like about Pandemic as well. Is I like those games like that or or Dead Winter, uh, like stuff like that where you have to work together, otherwise you fail. Uh, and I, I, what I'm curious though is one of the interesting concepts that I can never get into because the core idea is a little weird to me. Uh, but they released what they call legacy versions of these games in in tabletop form, where after you complete or fail a mission, you the game is permanently changed because what you like certain things you draw like objectives and things like that, you get rid of those cards, you destroy them or you mark them so that they're not used again. And in a physical form, when you're paying sixty bucks for a board game, I can't bring myself to do something like that. But in a digital form, I could be persuaded to take the dive into a legacy version because then I'm just destroying something digital that I could reset at some point, I'm sure. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. I play a lot of Asmodee games, board game night uh, with our friends around here. And so Ticket to Ride used to be one of our favorites. Splendor is a phenomenal game. A Pandemic is my favorite, but my wife won't play it because it's too scary. Um. But yeah, I love this idea of these games on the Switch. Also, Smash Up is too much fun. So yes. hopefully that's coming too. I think I also, love it. I think what's also really cool with regards to Pandemic is you're seeing a lot of people trying to take the board games onto the online format as like streaming. So a lot of people try to stream or even post YouTube videos on their Pandemic progress. I feel like this is something that can make it a little more accessible for them to do that. And even if it's just one person playing as multiple players and going through the motions, I think that'll be an interesting aspect and it'll be a little more um, attainable for people to want to do to kind of transform it from the tabletop onto the digital format. Actually, that's a really good point, actually. And more so than that, I'll go you one further. I think what it'll do is it will encourage people to pick up the actual tabletop if they like what they've seen. If I if I know that you're playing a, a, a tabletop game, not that fucking crazy expensive one you got for fans, but something reasonably priced. Oh, and- she did not get it for me. <laughs> Anyway, but if I see you playing something that looks like it's a lot of fun, even if it's digital, if I know that there's an actual tabletop game and the, my wife and, and the kids are interested, I might be encouraged to pick that up. So anything that could encourage people to also sit around the table playing games is fucking, it's a win-win. Well, I didn't, oh, I'm sorry. There's a little more too that I think is important with it as well. And it's, it's, we're starting to see board game companies starting to want to go into the digital form with good reason, I think, because one of the things that is really difficult when you have a lot of board games is lugging those sons of bitches around with you when you go to friends' houses and try to get something social going. Like, if I want to play, you know, Lord Lords of Waterdeep, that's a bunch of boxes and stuff for me to drag around and little fiddly bits that I have to keep track of. And if my friends don't have it and they want to play it, 
they either have to come to my place, which might be inconvenient for them, especially like a couple of my friends just had a kid. So it's not like something they want to schlep the kid over to my house and, and, you know, play the game at weird hours, but we could go there. And if I had something like that in a digital format, having a portable dock for the switch, I could throw that on a TV and we can sit in the living room and play the fucking game we like and not have to worry about lugging around all these little tiny fiddly bits that I might lose. And I think that's really cool. And that's something that I think is, is going to to help refoster some of that social gaming, but not just like online social gaming, face-to-face social gaming and sort of bridge that gap between, you know, pure tabletop, you know, uh, I guess tabletop purity and then the, the weird hybridization you get with some games that have like an app that you hook up to a TV or a speaker and it runs itself. We've talked about that in the past. And, and then you have like the board game where you actually do your stuff or this. And I think this is something that I want to see more of. Give me risk with this. Give me Takanoko with this. Give me, uh, you know, ghost with this. All those all those types of glo- uh, gloom with this. Zero would be fun. Betrayal. Oh, Zero would be amazing. Zero would be great. Betrayal would be so much fun. I think too, and I I completely agree with you on that loader. I just think though it's a double-edged sword because you do have, you know, software programs out there like Tabletop Simulator that could have that accessibility for you. It's just that it doesn't have the marketing or the steam behind it to make it a bigger outlet for people to play games online. So I do agree with you. I think that it's going to be great for to kind of foster more social gaming. But there are sadly software programs like that that don't get enough love now, which is unfortunate. Yeah, but I I think I think that you're missing the point of what the switch brings to the table that Joe was talking about. Like as an example, I've got some tabletop games on my iPad. And even though I've got the iPad Pro, which is the bigger one. That's clumsy as fuck to have in the middle of a table when you're playing a game and it's still too small to really feel like you're engaged. It's just this thing in the middle of the table. Whereas like what Joe was saying, the dock is so goddamn portable and it's easy to have literally a little case that you can put the switch a, a spare dock and and your controller in and bring that to a friend and it's it's smaller than a fucking laptop case. It's nothing. And then from there instead of just a an iPad or, or like you're saying an online service kind of thing which is on a computer you just fucking plug into an HDMI port on the TV and you're laughing boom you're mm-hmm. playing that is that's where i think the switch is going to shine more than any of the other consoles in terms of potential success of this this type of game well there's one other thing that nobody's touched on yet that i think is also really cool is so like for me because of all the medication i'm on and everything like that i have a really hard time following things with games right so like playing the more complicated tabletop stuff like um seven c's and even sometimes tickets ride can be a little wonky for me but there gets to be a point where like if you do a bigger thing or you're playing at a store or something like that you don't necessarily know people that well or things like that, but it's what you have to do to have enough people to play a game, then there's an embarrassment factor for feeling like, oh my God, I don't know how to play this. And it gets really stressful where if it's like a party situation or you're just meeting a couple people for the first time, having something like that where it can specifically direct you on things and that's just part of the game takes away that factor too. It makes it easier for kids to learn how to play them without these hugely complicated 60-page rule books. 
Well, when that job was talking about betrayal, my immediate thought was not, oh, that would look cool on there. It was, oh, God, a system that would keep count of all the roles and keep count of all the everything that you have to otherwise keep count of. Because I'm in the same boat as you, as everybody knows, the, the meds fuck with your brain. And my wife is on in the same boat because of the concussions and stuff, too. So a game... Uh, the Dresden one as well I was thinking about or the Betrayal oh God, yeah, or other Dresden ones be perfect for this. but anything where it's keeping track of how much life you have how many coins are on this or how many tokens are on this or how many rolls you've done all of that jazz I know that people are quick to say oh you should be able to do that fuck you not everybody can and we should not be excluded from something because of that so I'm so on board for this I agree with that that's actually a really good point I didn't think of and there's a world where both things will continue to exist. Like, yeah. I don't I don't want to take away from what you said, Allie, because you're absolutely right. And, like, tabletop simulator is a great thing for people that have internet access and a computer that can run it and that have purchased that module and can invite their friends to do it. But having other alternatives for those other things I think is important, too. And I think that we can have a happy life with everything kind of flourishing if we, you know, if the money's there, and I think it is. I, I sincerely hope so. Like, I, I always want to see as many things thrive and succeed as possible, because as long as it's just gaming, that's the most that's the key focal point gaming and it's fun for a fun, positive experience for everyone. I also like the fact that they talked about the Munchkin game that's going to be coming out, because that's something that actually I have been talking about for a while with the kids and with Karen saying we should pick this game up, just dive in and try to figure it out and have some fun with it. But it's not cheap if you're picking up the decks and if you're just starting off, whereas something like this, yeah, there might be some microtransactions shoved in there, which is fine, but still it's going to be on a platform that's still a little bit more fun to play with everybody. And you can, it's a nice jumping on point. If you, you're not familiar with the IP. Heroes of the multiverse is a great example of that too. Like that's a board game that transitioned really, really well to a digital format. And it's one of those things where like, it's like Munchkin, you buy a base game, you have, you know, four heroes, three villains, a bunch of different settings. And then if you want to add to it, there are expansion packs that you buy to it, but they're not exactly cheap and they are bulky as well. And then when it transitioned to the digital form, the digital form is actually really cool uh, with the added sound effects and everything else. And then when you add stuff from the base game, you're paying a pittance comparatively instead of paying $40 for an expansion because it's all beautifully printed and everything like that, which is great if you want to collect those things you're paying like five bucks or something along those lines. And and Munchkin's a great example of that too, because there are so many goddamn yes. versions of Munchkin. I mean, we personally own uh, Munchkin Base, Munchkin Pirate, Munchkin Cthulhu, uh, Munchkin Mythos, uh, Munchkin Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, and probably two or three other ones that I can't remember off the top of my head. And each of those were 30 bucks a pop. So it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm all for that. I'm, I'm all for seeing more of that sort of transition into there i love i love that you put munchkin in front of every single one it was kind of like akin to the number ones of cbi back in the day yeah it it made me smile i I also like too because that does open the door with nintendo to open other collab options like there could be a munchkin mario there could be a oh yes like uh munchkin mario versus rabbits i would be so for it that is awesome I would love to see that. So, I mean, I'm glad I'm really excited that Munchkin is coming to the switch because I feel like it's going to open a portal to more collaborative options for that. And that I is would actually Munchkin's Dino Fantasy. 
That's a fantastic point. I had not thought of that. Like all of the Zelda stuff, Star Fox stuff. Like, I mean, we could see some pretty cool stuff in there. That's that's awesome. All right. There's also uh, Civ 6 is going to be coming out on uh, November 16th. It looks awesome. I don't know how much of it is going to be touchscreen because it's, if so, that would be pretty freaking awesome. If it looks great and you can play it on your TV or handheld and actually use the touchscreen effectively, that would be a lot of fun. And it would work fantastic for this type of game. That's dangerous. <laughs> because Marty, you'll be on the shitter for weeks. <laughs> what, what would your life be if you could play Stellaris portably? No, no, no. no, 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 no. <laughs> he'd, he'd put a fridge and a stove in the bathroom and never fucking leave it. <laughs> like, oh my god. It's dangerous enough that it's on my laptop and I bring my laptop to do my actual job. It's, I, I, no, no, no. Unless I could, like, figure out a way to stream it, but that's really fucking boring. So, no, 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 no. <laughs> I guess that's one more point in the uh, PS4 column then, huh? Yeah, yes. probably. Oh, yeah. yeah. Actually, Joe finished Star- <laughs> Spider-Man and I'm... I'm at the tail end. You need to finish. We need to talk. You don't need another reason to buy PS4. That's, that's the only fucking reason you need. Hold on a second. Marty, this game physically made me cry in real life. You understand that crying is physical any way you slice it, right? Not like, not like, the, <laughs> not like this. You in the chat like, oh, I'm oh, so sad. I mean, actually physically crying. Go. Go. Okay, okay, okay. I'll figure this out. What did you guys think about the uh, Star Fox stuff? I thought it looked fantastic, actually. You mean the Starlink stuff? Yeah. Meh? No, I thought it looked fun. I mean, nothing spectacular, but it looked like a lot of fun. It it looks like it's fun, but I I have it on good authority that their chief AI uh, architect left the company. So I'm and which means that project is now derelict of one. Uh. So I'm good. I'm good. All right. Uh, what do we got next? We got the um, some more stuff for RPGs that they were talking about. They why are they talking about Crystal Chronicle two or is that the expansion? If I was prepped, this would go a lot smoother. But I, you know, I thought, the, you the know, same Crystal Chronicles torn up the gold is coming to uh, yeah. PS4 is coming to Switch as well. Yeah, and what is this? A new day. From all these gaps are going to be removed, so nobody's going to know. It's fine. <laughs> but well, I, I got lag in the video, so I can't tell. So fuck it. Who cares? <laughs> but also, they, they said that uh, YouTube, you know, Final yeah, Fantasy seven, nine, ten. Yes, that, yeah, that was later. Well. Yeah. There's no sick as well. There's no sick. That's all I have to say. I'm still a little salty about that. Because there's not enough Final Fantasy coming to a console that you don't fucking oh. own already? Oh, no, no, no. Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon? I, listen, it's available on the DS in Japan since 2008. I have been waiting 10 fucking years for that to come stateside, so I'm hyped about that. But there is no Final Fantasy VI for the Switch. I'm still salty. Still my favorite one. And that surprises me because there's a lot of people who love Six and they, like, never redo Six. It never happens, but then again, it could be worse. We could be eight, so I, I don't know. Oh, God. <laughs> I've got it's a it's a back and forth. It's like, well, I shouldn't be too upset because everyone does like six, and they completely snuffed eight in this one. But 
I'm, I, I am excited for Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon. I'm hyped for that. And I'm hyped for World of Final Fantasy Maxima. Oh shit, I'm going to be stacking all the things in real life as I do in game. It's going to be glorious. I, oh God, that was a roller coaster ride because it was, oh my fucking Lord, excitement. And then, oh shit, it's just a fucking remake. <laughs> Disappointment. I, I know. Just, oh my God. I thought it was going to be a new world of Final Fantasy and I was so excited. <laughs> no, I just can't wait for you streaming world of Final Fantasy with the cat on your head. I'm yeah. okay with this. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't she, think She's going to need bungee cord to keep it in place. <laughs> been crying the whole time. It's been great. Look forward to it. But yeah, Final Fantasy stuff. They gave a lot of Final Fantasy, which is great. And they put in Final Fantasy 12, which I'm extremely excited about. I will be playing 12 probably on the Switch. Even though we have it on the PS4, I'm a little more excited to try it out on the Switch. So that I am excited about. Did you play any of uh, World of Final Fantasy? I did play some World of Final Fantasy. I stopped at a certain point because I was getting too frustrated with, I forget which Primal it was. Uh, was it Leviathan, maybe? I can't remember which one. I got frustrated at some point, and then my stacks weren't working the way that I wanted them to, so I kind of did one of those, fuck it, and I walked away. <laughs> but I never finished it. Thank you for listening to For the Lore. If you'd That's like to hear more from the guys, check out Popcorn Ronin with Roger and Vince, a movie, TV, and anime podcast. It's happening again. As well as Lore Watch, a Blizzard <laughs> lore podcast co-starring Joe. Marty, sing the song now. <laughs> it's my fault. It's it's that's our cue. No, not really. We're we're still early. <laughs> Fuck. I'd like to thank the Academy. <laughs> oh, how many fucking years later? I still don't know what I'm doing. I mean, it wouldn't be an anniversary show if something didn't fuck up, man. Come on. We're professionals here. It's just tradition at this point. It's been nine years of tradition at this point. I have not been horrible at this for nine consecutive years, though. Come on. No, but every single anniversary episode we do, there is one technical fuck up of some nature. If it didn't Maybe. happen anymore at this point, it's not your fault. But No, no, this was my fucking fault. <laughs> Let's not try to quip about this. This was my fault. But if it didn't happen, we'd all be upset. So... If you're planning on buying a Switch sometime soon, then, Allie, are you going to pick up the um, Smash Bros. one? Or the Pokemon one? My motivation for picking up the Switch is for neither of those. It's for the big announcement that happened at the end. That's the reason I'm picking up the Switch. I have been waiting for years for that. Okay, I was talking about the specialty ones that had the, the themes on them. But you go ahead. The floor is yours. What is it that you're so excited about? Animal fucking crossing. <laughs> Hell yes. Vince will not see me for a solid month and a half, I promise you. I have to build a motherfucking town. I'm a mayor. I have priorities. The wedding's on hold for this shit. I mean, I already expect that I'm just going to hand the switch to, to Renee and just... It's not mine until she's decided it is again. Like, I just accept that. I'm actually holding out because... If they played their cards right, which I believe they will, they're going to release an Animal Crossing, like, Switch limited edition console. And that is the one we're going to buy. And Vince has no say in that. <laughs> I'm just dropping the credit card and I'm fucking doing it. Again, on the you and I are similar, Allie, remind me to send you a picture of my Darth Vader PS4. Oh. 
yeah that's i don't do limited edition bundles or consoles very often but for animal crossing oh yeah oh yeah if it's isabel if it's tom nook i'll fucking take a retail one if needed that's that's what i wanted i was waiting for that literally months ago and then they announced fire emblem which was tempting but it's not nearly as tempting as animal crossing my soul is ready so much fun i'm gonna cry I just have to give it to Nintendo for the expert troll job they did in announcing it. Yeah, that was actually really clever. Just watching everybody on Twitter get it super hyped for Animal Crossing, only to find out that it was Isabelle and Smash Brothers, only to find out no, there actually is an Animal Crossing too. It was it it was a roller coaster and it was fucking awesome. <laughs> I legitimately cried at work, and my coworkers asked what happened. I told them I had something in my eye. I wasn't ready to tell them it was Animal Crossing. But for the fact that Isabel is coming out for Smash, good on them. I'll fucking try Smash now. Just to main Isabel, that pure, pure cinnamon roll, I must protect her. I said almost exactly the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I will protect her with every fiber of my being. She will never die on my watch. Jigglypuff, get the fuck out the way. I'm fine. She's beautiful. She's precious, and I must protect her. That's the only reason I play Switch competitively now, is just to main Isabel. And I'm okay with that. I have tried Animal Crossing, and it's one of those games where I get partway through and, and stop and think, I, I don't get it. I, I And I know that there's a lot of similarities between it and other games, and yet still this combination just for some reason doesn't do it for me at all. And yet I know that for those that it does, it does in a big fucking way. The thing is, is I didn't get into Animal Crossing until New Leaf. I, I didn't get to do the one prior to that, which I think was, uh, I forget what it's called. I think it was Moving Over or Moving House or something like moving that. Moving Out. Moving Out. That was the one. Because I have that one and I couldn't get into it. <laughs> it's, and I think it had to do with the graphic style. But when when New Leaf came out, I was like, okay, this is a really fun, casual game that I could play literally 365 days out of the year. I was single and it wished me a happy birthday. I cried on my birthday. <laughs> I'll be real. Trust. I cried. And just the, and then I started getting a book and then I started seeing the things that you could do. And then when I realized like the possibility and the potential of how I could make my town, I was on another level and nobody saw me for six months. And coincidentally, at the time, my laptop had broke, and that's all I had. So I was literally living off six months straight of Animal Crossing New Leaf. That was the only way people could reach me in-game. I was like, I'm here. Come visit my town. I got peaches. So it's it's a great game that you can play casually. You don't have to play it ferociously. And it's just so lighthearted and slice of life. I think that's my favorite part of it. It's a nice escape from just bullshit that goes on in the world. That's why I'm really excited about Animal Crossing, at least. Nudjob, you were saying you had one and you didn't play it. Had you played any of the other ones, or is this an IP that, like me, you're kind of like, eh, not really? Yeah, I'm one of those people who's very behind in systems for a, a lot of reasons. <laughs> like, I just, just for my birthday, from my boyfriend, got a 3DS. Just. Every I'm that behind in consoles. <laughs> Everybody slow clap that. Let's just give her a... <laughs> <laughs> I can't push the talk and clap, but it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> what 
Well, as it would happen, then you've got one hell of a fucking library to work your way through. Right. And I'm getting a PS4, my first ever PlayStation since I had a PS2 and had to get rid of it because it broke. <laughs> you this hear weekend. that, Marty? <laughs> I heard. I heard. <laughs> Actually, Detroit Become Human will be the first game I get and then Spider-Man, but... Detroit is actually a really good game, and I and I here's the what's most telling. I need to go back and finish it, but I'm not going to do that until I'm done Spider Man. So that should kind of tell you a little something there. So if you have I a don't choice, know, but Detroit of, Become Human is like visual novels for casuals. It is, but don't kid yourself. A lot of the stuff um, with Spider Man and, and Joe can back me up on this. The design is so good on every level that it can be a game that you sit down for six hours to play and get enjoyment or a 15 minute work break you can do something that's fantastic that has i'm not done just hold on (laughs) but (laughs) you can play for 15 minutes and do something that is justifiably awesome and really engaging still and propels you forward either in your story or in your skills or whatever. So, and and I'm not slamming Detroit. Detroit is fucking awesome. And I loved it. Like play both of them is what it boils down to. You won't be disappointed. The other thing that I want to add about Spider-Man two is that the difficulty settings are really tuned appropriately. Like I played through in the hardest difficulty setting because I'm a masochist and I need to feel like I'm actually, you know, Spider-Man which means getting my ass kicked routinely for reasons. Um, but if you bump it down to the lowest difficulty setting, um, it, it, it is a perfect game for filthy casuals, as, as the internet would like to call people. Um, I would actually argue that the even the middle, that's where I'm at. I'm playing normal, um, which I think is forgiving. called amazing. It is, but you still get your ass kicked and you die if you're not paying sure. attention. So, But, but it, it, there's, there's consequence, but it still is, again, a game that I can play for 15 minutes at a time and it still holds up and is insane like joe and i talk about it throughout the day because i'll have a work break and i will go in and i'll clear a a fisk property of all of the henchmen or uh, the the silver sable um henchmen i'll go and i'll fight a group and it's only 15 minutes but at the end i'm like i just fucking kicked ass as spider-man and it was glorious we're not supposed to be talking about that anyway (laughs) it's It's always about (laughs) spider-man I mean, literally, I was playing it while I was on a conference call today at work. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's fucking everything for me right now. This is the Life is Strange of 2018. I could feel it already. I I don't know what this, year for the lore this was, but um, this is Life is Strange. This is Eclipse Life is Strange at this point for Roger and I, I think, as far as, like, our most talked most talked about game. Just putting it out there. Life is Strange 2 might be the Life is Strange of 2018. Yeah, really. Uh, <laughs> I, I will say that... We're just going to keep it, comparing it to Spider-Man. It, it's one of those games where I am I have only been holding off on the podcast because it is still fairly early and I don't want to spoil it. In particular, I actually I really, really don't want to spoil it for you guys either because there's elements of it that if you actually experience it and get that surprise of, oh, holy fuck, it's, I feel it's really worth it and it propels the game forward. But I'm looking forward to that point where it's like, Spoilers are off. That's fuck it. We are now talking about this shit because there's elements of it that 
I have been racking my brain and literally backtracking years to think of a game over X amount of years that I think has been this successful on this many levels. Like, I mean, I got to 70% maybe and suddenly stopped and was thinking about some of what I had played and analyze it, analyzing it and realizing, holy fuck, the game isn't about this. It's about this. And, and your mind is kind of blown. And not everybody's necessarily going to get that, but that's what I got. And the fact that it was able to do that with me speaks volumes about the, the execution and the writing and everything. Let's go back to Nintendo, though. <laughs> I want to see fucking Spider-Man on Nintendo. <laughs> I would buy it again just to play it on the run and rear. You know, I was actually thinking about this the other day about the Switch games that I would like to see. And there are there were actually a couple titles. Uh, recent Spider-Man games, or I, I shouldn't say recent, but like within the last decade that I would love to see updated and put onto the Switch, like Edge of Time and things like that. Like, those were good games. Um, or what was it? Shattered Universe? Or yeah. Shattered yeah. something. Shattered Dimensions? Shattered Dimension? Dimension. Yeah. I think it was Dimensions. Shattered Dimensions, yeah. yes. But like those were good games. I would love to see them updated and put onto the Switch, especially now that we're starting to get into a bunch of the multiverse stuff. It'd be a great opportunity. And, you know, I, selfishly, I'd love to be able to carry those games around with me. But like I'd love to see stuff like that start to come back when we're talking about like Nintendo rehashing games. Again, I don't fucking care as long as they're doing it the right way, like upscale some of the older games, give me something that maybe hasn't happened before, or, you know, give me a version of the game that comes with literally fucking everything that ever came out for it. And like, and I will continue to pump money into it. Okay. So that was pretty much it for the direct. So let's just kind of, again, round oh, table. Talk about the beat em up thing. Oh, do we have to? Whoa, we got to talk about it. <laughs> you see, I was going to let it go. Oh no no no! Oh no! That Capcom beat 'em up bundle? Yes! Oh yes! I get to play Knights of the Round on a current generation console without having to fucking dig up for a goddamn Mame emulator. Yes, take my fucking money, Captain Commando. I'm good. And plus, you know, you get what two games that have never been released in the states before as well, which is great. Yeah, we were watching that trailer and Battle Circuit comes up. I was like, is yeah. that Ostrich? <laughs> ba Battle Circuit is one of those games that I remember like randomly coming across when I was downloading like a bunch of like, you know, ROMs for shit. And the game is fun as heck. It is a very fun beat em up, but we never actually had a US release of it before. So the fact that it's, you know, coming out on in a bundle like this is fucking great. Um, and Knights of the Round was probably one of the games in the arcade that I threw the most quarters into when I was a kid because it was Arthurian lore and I got to beat people up with a fucking pike. Like, as Lancelot, that was fucking great. Like, it was just a ton of fun. And having something like that be officially released on a console that I really enjoy is really exciting to me. Like, Capcom, bring back some of these other stuff. Like, if you were to give me an updated version of, of some of these games like modern graphics-ish, I'd be very content as well. It's only bittersweet in that it just leaves a shred of hope holding in my heart that they'll do a Konami shoot-em-up bundle. Konami, if you're hearing this, please bring back Gyrus for me. I've only been waiting 26 years. Please make it so. 
please let it happen. That's the only thing that I felt about it. I was like, this is really great, but there's no Konami shoot 'em up bundle. I would be hands down insta buy for me, hands down insta buy. Well, I also want them like personally to bring back like other beat 'em up games. Like, I'm hoping this will inspire Bandai to do this because. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers for the Super Nintendo was my fucking jam, and I'd love to see that released on the Switch because I'm a selfish man and I want Power Rangers. God damn it! Yo, we're getting Streets of Rage four. Anything That's, can happen. Listen, what? I'm still not reacting. Yeah, talk I, to me no. when GoldenEye is out on the Switch. Not Streets anything. Streets of Rage four though is is kind of a big deal because there was a franchise killer in there as well, wasn't there? Like after Streets of Rage three, they split. And then I forgot what the hell the name of the game was that they tried to push out on the PS1, but it was god fucking awful. And we never got a true like Streets of Rage successor. And now we actually get a, a, a successor with I like the graphics. And I know a lot of people have been telling me I, I, I'm stupid for liking them. Don't care. I fucking like that cell shaded shit, man. Like, especially when it's done well. And from what I can see from the little bits we've seen, it looks properly animated. It's fucking great. Gimme. I would be okay with them bringing all of this stuff if they can even bring because I saw that Just Dance 2019 is coming to Switch. If you wanted to bring Buster Groove back, I'd be okay with it. Oh, I'd even dance with it. If they had Buster Groove, Joe would never see me again. Yeah, Vince would never see me either. I'd be like, fuck it. That's this is our life. Please look forward to it. Really? Because I mean, I could totally see that being the case if they ever bring the, one of the Sailor Moon beat em up games to the Switch. So Super Famicom. Super Famicom! My boyfriend will never see me. Anything Sailor Moon, give it to me now. <laughs> Sailor Moon, the RPG, give me the Sailor Moon fighting game. You can fucking even give me Sailor Moon, the Treasure's game. Yes. I want it all. I want it all. Thanks, oh, Chad. I'd be okay with that. You're welcome. Oh my god. I would, I would legit, like, cry. I would just sob uncontrollably if they would give me my Sailor Moon game. I super Famicom and Nintendo, you guys are buddy buddies. Make it happen. Well, and then there's what? There was a whole bunch of games that never released in the US for them as well. That would be a great opportunity for them to bridge that gap here as well. I would be down with all of that. Capcom like is a starting point. Well, like what? What is it? Uh, Sunshine Sailor Moon Super S was the one that everybody fucking talks about, but nobody ever got to play. Yeah, there's also, I think, Usagi's Dream, if I'm not mistaken. There's so many. And uh, Shin, Shin Shiaka, which was on the Sega Saturn. I remember that shit. I think R was also another one that was an RPG or an action RPG almost, side-scroller. It was beautiful. I loved it. Didn't play it, though. I could only watch it on YouTube videos, so I kind of pretend that I could play it, but I'm just watching it. The options are limitless. Make it so swift. Make it so... You realize if you're not shutting up, you don't have to keep pressing the key you can just keep it pressed down yeah, all we hear is fuck <laughs> fuck sentence fuck sentence fuck. <laughs> yeah really <laughs> that's her I exclamation mark <laughs> i got emotional don't judge me <laughs> okay. you hit me in my core are you now done with the direct yes ali i'm looking at you yes okay good <laughs> All right. So let's just round table it again, because it, one of the things that I was talking about earlier was how impactful the console, the, 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 the brand has been for a lot of us growing up. However, I haven't actually spoken to each and every one of you to see if, in fact, that was the case for all of you. Sean, you're finally going to fucking get to speak. 
<laughs> like, do you currently have any Nintendo consoles even in your house? I probably will buy one for uh, Mario Party. Oh, yeah? Mario Party? Really? Yeah. After uh, everything else that's released, that's the one that's the console seller for you. Yeah, that was that was the most cause of fights and drunken rants. <laughs> Fair but enough. That's probably it. Uh, maybe Super Smash Brothers. I never really got into it back when I was a younger, but, so I kind of try to give it a go now. See, that's one of the ones that I've tried to play because that's... that's uh, that's probably Tristan's favorite fighting game, my son. And he played the fuck out of it on the on the three DS. And we even picked it up as well on the Switch. Or sorry, the the Wii U. And he played it for a little bit and I tried it and I just could not get behind it. I I don't know that giving it a shot would make me love it anymore. So what are some of the Nintendo ones that you have had over the years then? Uh, I've only had Mario Party and, I mean, of course, Mario Kart. Uh, I didn't own a Wii, but I played the Vegeta every time, every chance I got. Um, just the, just like the bowling and all the other fun stuff. Right, right. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And what about you, uh, Nut? Anything um, that you are excited for enough so that it would warrant picking up a Switch? Uh, Katamari, hands down. <laughs> Plus the board games, but Katamari, hands down. I will get a Switch for Katamari. I will save up my dang money. I will put off getting my eyebrows done again to get a Switch. Well, the 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 board games I can see especially being cool for you because, correct me if I'm wrong, again, you it would be a nice social outlet for you to be able to do with because you have a lot of friends online and such that this would be something that you could presumably do with them too so it's something that i can see for a lot of us it's a nice kind of social a social interaction with with our friends that aren't don't live in the same city kind of thing so i i can really see that being something that'd be cool for you too oh for sure especially since i lost most of my board game collection right yeah <laughs> so it'll be nice to like start collecting them again but digitally See, I would love to see something akin to the Roll20, but with a little bit more to it that would allow people to do a uh, an online D&D session with friends all over the, well, the planet kind of thing, like we do. But again, with a few more elements thrown in where you can have the map displayed nicely on the screen and different things like that and have a voice chat built into it, I think that that kind of thing as well would lend itself so beautifully to the console that you could have a ton of fun with, again, people from around the world. Oh yeah. So, and Tart, what about you? What are you looking forward to with the uh, with the stuff coming out, or what you would like to see out on it? Um, well, I mean, I'll definitely pick up Animal Crossing. Um, it's already out, but I'm super excited for the Little Dragon Cafe. Little Dragon Cafe? I haven't even heard of that. What is that? It's a. Um, I'm trying to think of how to put it. It's like a puzzle game, but it's also, I think, got some like fighting aspects. And it's kind of like Animal Crossing meets Battle Chef. <laughs> you had except, me at Battle Chef. <laughs> except you're raising dragons to like save your mom because she's got some weird illness and the dragons can cure her. So, I mean, animated dragons and yeah, Battle Chef. So do you cook the dragons or 
You monster. I, they, you know, they might kind of hit towards that in the, the trailer, but I think it's basically like you cook for them initially. I'm not sure if you have to like kill one later on, though. Let me know. What's, we'll do. It, what's the name of the game again? Little Dragon Cafe. I'm not saying I'm on the Switch store right now, but I might be. <laughs> I debated getting it, but it came down between that and Mario Kart. And, well, Mario Kart's always going to win. Yeah, and the art style is pretty cute on it, too, which is one of those things that, like, Tart pointed out to me when we were we were deciding uh, what she was going to pick up. And she was like, you know, pointed that out. And it's 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 okay. It I, it's, seems fun. I'm not sure. Is it anything like the Atelier series? Uh, that I don't know. I didn't get to play those ones, but I think it is. Oh, that sounds cool. It oh, almost gives me a little bit of like a, a Spyro stuff too for some of the side missions. Ellie, did you play uh, Final Fantasy 15 on the uh, PS4 as well? Uh, yeah, I played a little bit of Final Fantasy 15 on the PS4. Um, it's not bad. It's a good game. It just it lost my it's interest bad. pretty fast. Because the pocket edition is out on the Switch right now that you can get. I, I get. I'm. I like more interactive games. Like the one thing that I'm legit bummed at is for something as util as much as you know the Switch is. One of the big things that always drew me to the SNES was the fact that Mario paints. <laughs> The fact that Mario paints Mario, 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 Mario. Fuck you, buddy. <laughs> it's Mario. Existed on there. This would be a perfect, perfect console for a new Mario paint, Mario paint, Mario paint. So I like more of the interactive things with the touch screen if I could utilize that somehow. So Well, the, the only problem with that is that then it's only usable really when you've got it in handheld mode. And it's not usable if you've got a dock. That's the problem. And that's why I think we're not going to see nearly as many games with those kind of things in it. They might have some, but not too much, just because they're shooting themselves in the foot if they make it exclusive to the touchscreen and not put in ways of doing it both ways. I completely agree with you on that one. I, I think I think that's a good point. I just, I like games like that. I like that Nintendo is more animated in a sense. And Final Fantasy fifteen seems a little too more on the realistics end that I'm like, it kind of takes the, I don't know how to describe it. Like the, the feel or the aura, the essence of Nintendo that I love. So I like that it's animated. I like that it's more family friendly than what you would see with the other console. So I've, I'm not really big on the 15. So yeah. I keep... She says, as I'm sitting here looking forward to dark souls and handheld mode. <laughs> I've never played Dark Souls before. Uh, kind of overrated. If you don't enjoy it, yes, it is overrated. <laughs> I'm in a Dark Souls D&D campaign. I feel like that's more than enough primer for me. Probably, yeah. Yeah. All right, Allie, what are you looking forward to for when you eventually get your Switch? Um... Definitely the Animal Crossing, for sure. Yo uh, Yoshi's Crafted World, that looks like I, I would pick that up. That's kind of on my wavelength. Like, it's on my radar, and I'd like to see more of it, because I feel like the art style on it is super, super cute. Well, um, like, the Yoshi's Yarn one, the Yoshi's Woolly World, was so good. 
and, and that's why I'm like, I'm excited about those things. Like it, it looks good and I bet it plays just as good as it looks. Like I like it, even if it doesn't have a full blown narrative to it, even if it has a, like a slight narrative, I would definitely be willing to check it out. Aside from that, Capcom beat them up bundle. Give it to me. And this just is yeah. why, this is why you're my sister. Yeah, that, that's all I really need. I, the Just Dance 2019, I'm actually really excited about. I just don't know how they're going to do it. I don't... Is there, like, a connect feature or something similar on the Switch? I don't I don't know how that works. So one of the cool things about the Switch that it doesn't get utilized too often, I don't think any game aside from... I think Mario Party might wind up being the first one that does, is if multiple Switches have the same game, there is a section of the code that allows them to link up to expand the viewing angle of the game over multiple screens, depending on your orientation. So you can actually lay them on a tabletop and link them together by the side or the top or move them a little bit off center from each other. And they will show you a continuous image. Like it's a really cool thing that can be done, especially with like board games that I think they should utilize more of and would be a huge selling point personally. I just looked up that fucking Little Dragons Cafe game. Tart, it's 75 bucks. Canadian. That's why I didn't pick it up. Holy it is a fucking price game, yeah. hell. Oof. That is ridiculous. Now, that said, holy shit, does it ever fucking look good? <laughs> the, the art right? style That's is amazing. Dilemma. Holy shit, does this ever look good? I'm going to put a little notice thing for to watch it if it goes on sale. I will say that's one of the things that I really like about this console and the eShop. There's shit on sale all the fucking time and often fairly early on in the game's uh, release as well. So that's kind of cool. Okay, moving on, boys. We'll start with you, Marty. Anything that you are excited for that you are looking forward to should you pick up a Switch? No. Like, <laughs> there's some stuff on the Switch that I would like to get. But, like, I was I was thinking about this, like, uh, the second console my brother and I got uh, as kids was the 8-bit Nintendo Classic. Right. And, like, I did not pick up the 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 sequel to Kid Icarus on the DS. Uh, I got rid of my DS before that. However, uh, if there was a Kid Icarus game, that I like that way more than I liked Metroid or any of the other Metroid games. Like, if that was around, yeah, they would have my money in a heartbeat. Like, I would figure it out because, like... Um, I would play that before Spider-Man just because of the that is just so ingrained in my head is how I spent way too much time in fifth grade playing video games. That was my video game of choice. Like it would be I have nothing to do. I've done all my homework. Nobody's home where I'm sick. I'm going to go play Kid Icarus for like five hours and just start from the beginning because I mean, that's I always it. knew you made bad life choices, but Jesus, man, come on. Oh, stop. Eggplant wizards are awesome. 30 years from now, he's going to be rocking in a chair going, I'd give away my false teeth to play some Stellaris again. It's the same thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, false teeth too. I, that's, that'd be pretty rad. <laughs> Man, if I'm alive 30 years from now, I'll be back. I'll, I'll, put, out a pod, I'll put out a memorial podcast. There is no way I'm going to be 73 years old. That's not going to happen. All right, Joe, what are you excited for? Oh, way too damn much. Um, honestly, the one thing that we didn't really talk about that's got me the most excited about that's upcoming for it is the new Yoshi game. 
because I really like Yoshi's Island and I really like Yoshi's Woolly World and I, I want more in that. And I think this is really cool. I like the the cardboard set pieces. I like the way that it looks. I like the idea of flipping the stages around so you can approach them from multiple angles. Uh, it just looks like a good time. And the multiplayer on it looks fun as well. So that that's something that, you know, Tart and I can play together and we can help each other out because as much as I love Tart, and I do, I love you, dear. You're terrible at platforming. Um, and I can, you know, compensate for that together. We can have fun and actually do something that we both enjoy. Um, other than that, Luigi's Mansion 3 is high on my radar as far as, like, that's an instant purchase for me the minute that a pre-order is available. It's mine. I hope she threw something at you. Oh, no, I'm fucking terrible. <laughs> it's why I didn't play the Mario game on the Wii U. It's why I watched him play Odyssey, because I'm fucking terrible. <laughs> Vince, what about you? Fuck you, Vincent. Allie, where's Vince? I Sorry, I, for I forgot I had Pusha Thompson. Fail. <laughs> <laughs> so seeing as we don't yet have a Switch... Uh, Obviously, I'm very excited to finally get a chance to play Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey and yeah, that sort of stuff. As far as upcoming, none of the stuff they talked about, like none of the major games, at least they talked about at this direct was too much for me. Uh, I'm interested in Smash Brothers in the same way that a lot of people are interested in Smash Brothers and that, OK, they finally put in a character I really want to play because, yeah, I'm going to play the fucking Belmonts. I'm all in on that. So probably that. Plus, I always like, you know, just unlocking shit in games and having to unlock like 100 goddamn characters and all that is kind of appealing to me. It, coming up, like, I don't know. I don't really have anything like I'm super like jazzed to see. Like, I'm interested to see how they pull off the new Fire Emblem on the Switch, seeing as it's been traditionally a, a handheld game for the last several entries. I, I kind of like some of the stuff they're doing with it, though, where instead of uh, just like hero on hero combat, they're actually like actual uh, military formations with a hero leading them. Uh, I probably like the, the thing from the latest direct that I actually am most interested in is, is the board game thing, just because, you know, it'd be nice to like, instead of doing crossword puzzles on my cell phone, just play a couple turns of, you know, Catan or something to help me like relax before going to bed. Like that's kind of endearing to me right now. And see, that's to me as well. It's the board games that had me most excited and actually even more so now having spoken to you folks and, and getting a few different ideas of things that I hadn't even thought about. Like the, the potential is there. One of the things with the switch that has, um, impressed me is how the gimmick has worked the the play on a tv or on a computer screen or handheld while initially was something that based on the wii u we thought especially me this is going to be shit it's not going to work i i don't think it's going to be good has in fact turned out to be one of the strongest things about it and so when they're embracing that which nintendo is wont to do and coming up with new and unique ways of playing different games some of them let's be honest probably a lot of them are going to be misses but the ones that are hits are going to be very very good and i think that as long as the as long as you know somebody who has not just a switch but a portable docking station you've got you know fun in a, in a little case that you can take 
anywhere. And it's not just, like I said, either an iPhone or an iPad in the middle of the table, but rather a an engaging game on a, a TV screen. So the tabletop stuff has got me very, very, very excited. Not so much just for what we saw here, but what they can do with it. Because again, I keep going back to the same idea. Imagine how cool it would be for us to run our D&D campaigns just using a switch and a built-in voice thing, be it through the app or through the iOS or Android app kind of thing, and then just having the map on there and doing your roles through there and everything else. I think it could be a ton of fun. And that's the kind of thing that has me excited for the, the future of the console too. So with that, we are going to wrap it up tonight. Thank you very much for joining us. I'd like to seriously thank all of you for stopping on the podcast. You guys have been on here a number of times. We've loved having you on here. You're part of the extended family, and it was really, really great of you guys to stop by and join us. Thanks for having us. I am excited that you guys recorded on my day off so I could actually join. We planned it that way. It's a good thing. All right, so that is going to wrap it up. Of course, you can find the show notes at For the Lore. You can also find us on iTunes, on Stitcher, and on Twitter at For the Lore. Individually, Joe is Lord at J, Vince is Simodian, Marty is Officer Gleason, and let's run it down the line. At Tart Darling and Allie, where can they find you? Not just on Twitter, but your streaming stuff. Uh, at Pizza Made on Twitter and on Twitch at Pizza underscore Made. Nut job. Uh, everything is easiest on Twitter, and it is, jeez, uh, what is my Twitter now? Oh God, I keep changing it. <laughs> and then GG uh, underscore chestnut. GGC underscore chestnut, yes. There you go. And Sean? Code Ghost with a zero and ghost and codeghostcreative.com. Fantastic. Yeah, you, Sean does fantastic graphic design stuff. So definitely check out his site. And with that, we we're going to call it a wrap. Nine years in, looking forward to the next ones. And then we should do something really cool for 10. Unless Marty fucks it up and we just close up shop in a month. Oh. Well, that's the number 10. Marty ruins everything. <laughs> All right, thanks. Well, I'll always remember that I had a swing in time. I'm going to give it everything I've got to. The west side of Chicago. Is the barren's part of town But if you go down there And you got the yens You can hire Bab and Limbs Now Babs is the muscle She stands about 8 foot 4 And her chummer Limbs Calls down the spirits Mr. Johnson just pays their price And it's Babs, Babs, Babs and Limbs Baddest slots in the whole damn town Better than a pissed off whiz Meaner than a razor girl. Dun, 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 dun.